How's it going, Odd People? You are listening to the Odd People Podcast, and I am your host, Matt the Cat. Today is episode number 15, and is the first episode of Odd Tales, where guests of the show come on and tell a story or two of their past trials and tribulations. Today's episode is about craft fairs and what can go wrong and what can go right. On the show today, we have my amazing wife, Melanie Martell of Lavish Beast. And we have the incredible folk artist Alan Moore of the Moore Family Folk Art. They are here to tell us their best and worst experiences at craft vendor shows, fairs, whatever you want to call them, festivals of the arts. And I hope you enjoy the show. This episode is also brought to you by Harmony Winters Jewelry. Harmony Winters Jewelry is perfect for the woman in your life who would value a talisman to remind them of the special moments in their life. Or maybe they have a family heirloom or other special piece that they would like to be redesigned into a new piece of jewelry. Harmony always uses ethically sourced stones and only recycled metals so she can stay true to her values of doing no harm. Her goal as an artist is to keep her work visually related to elements of the ocean. To see Harmony Winters Jewelry, go to HarmonyWinters.com or her Instagram at Harmony.Winters or check out her Facebook page, Harmony Winters Jewelry. To contact Harmony directly, you can email her, hello at HarmonyWinters.com. Customers will receive 25% off if they enter the code Odd people, all in caps. So I have Melanie Martell mm-hmm. of Lavish Beast with me. Hello. Hi. <laughs> How have you been? Good. Good. Um, so this episode is about your worst and best um, experiences at like a vendor fair. Okay. Or a craft show, mm-hmm. artisan festival, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, so you've been selling at those vendor fairs primarily, other than your the businesses you have your stuff in? Uh, yeah, I started off with outdoor markets, so that's primarily where I sold most of my stuff, and then slowly getting into local stores. So the stuff you sell, mm-hmm. what is it? Um, it's uh, don't know. beaded jewelry, statement right. necklaces, um, stacked bracelets. What are the beads made out of? Semi-precious stone. Okay. <laughs> you <laughs> make sure now. people. I know, but I want I want to make sure people know. So, what are your uh, what were your worst or a bad experience that you had? Um, I think some of the worst were craft shows that were put on privately on the same day as like really big um, craft shows are going on. Things like the Venus de Milo one or. Um, the Durfee High School, they throw really big craft shows and you really have to avoid doing events on those kind of days because it will be a ghost town. Oh. Um, so I did one that was on the same day as a uh, a really big craft show and there was nobody there, no foot traffic. Yeah, so that's kind of a yeah, crummy it's, situation. Yeah, it's painful when you're sitting there and you 
feel like you're in the wrong spot. <laughs> <laughs> but there's so many that go on. It's so hard to, um, and it's all new. You, you know, you kind of figure out which ones are really popular and big. Um, oh, I almost knocked over the table. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm getting angry. Um, I know. Jeez, you're all riled up. <laughs> So uh, how about a good experience that you've had? Um, good experiences. My favorite are when somebody buys something for someone else as a gift, um, especially around the holidays. Those craft shows are exciting because people are on the lookout um, for pieces for people and they'll see something, spot it and get excited and think of someone. Um, and the idea of them picking that out and mailing it to a different state is so cool. Um, the last show I did, there was a little boy. Um, he was probably 13 or 14, so I guess not so little, but yeah. <laughs> he kept coming around bored with his sister and she was eyeing a certain piece. And she came around a few times and kept eyeing it. And then he snuck away at some point towards the end and bought the piece and kept looking over his shoulder and he bought it for his sister uh -huh. and I packaged it for him and that was a, one of the greatest feelings. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's sweet. That's really yeah. Nice. So you have any, um, I mean, this year is going to be kind of weird, <laughs> but do you, yeah. you plan on doing any this year? Um, this year is a little slower for me. Um, Some, which I typically do, has moved a little further away, their location. Um, and it was kind of far from me anyway. It was about an hour drive, and then you got to get there a few hours before it starts. It really is a long day. Not that it's not worth it, but now that they've gone a little further away, I've kind of decided to stay here on Cape Cod and, and kind of branch out here. Um, but I have nothing planned this year, which sometimes I think about it, and it scares me. Like, oh, my goodness, I have no craft shows or um, open markets Um lined up but um yeah. but they're always coming about so i'll i'll sneak in somewhere yeah and, i wonder how it's going to change though this year well, this yeah. might change things oh absolutely because some of the markets start in may and wow. some you know so yeah. yeah yeah well that's when the weather normally turns and it's normally in the 60s 70s yeah it could be kind of nice out so that's it's it's interesting yeah to see how it's gonna uh yeah how it's gonna roll up. out yeah oh i was gonna do the westport um, outdoor market that was on my yeah. list for this year. Farmers market. Farmers market. Yeah, they do. A, a you shared a market. table last year, right? With I did. Laurie. Yeah, with your cousin Laurie, and it was awesome. <laughs> What's the name of her uh, farm? Uh, I think it's Old County Farm. Old County Farms. Yeah, yeah. that's the road they're on. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, people well, ate shout her stuff out. up. Yeah, she, <laughs> she's really good at selling her stuff, and well, she's got that awesome personality. She does. Yeah, and her stuff is is awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, she definitely makes high quality. Yeah, she's What's it soaps and uh Oh, she does everything. Sprays soaps, and she um, has a farm. lotions and Oh yeah. Shout out to Lori. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for doing this. Oh, no problem. Quick little bit in an episode. Mm -hmm. Try out odd tales. <laughs> odd tales, I like that. All right. Thank you, honey. You're welcome. So now I have with me, I have Alan Moore of the Moore Family Folk Art. How's it going, Alan? Good. How are you doing, Matt? I'm good. How have you been? I've been good. Um, working from home during this season of life globally, global interesting season. <laughs> um, so working from home with my corporate job, and then we've just been kind of cranking out a bunch of art as well. I think art's going to be really slow as far as sales and galleries and stuff and shows, especially throughout the spring. But 
doesn't mean we can't prep for summer and fall. So we've just been cranking out a bunch of work and then working on more like social media, website, um, advertising on social media stuff too. So time in front of the computer, which is often I don't have time for because yeah. I'd rather create. So, <clears throat> but yeah, um, trying to make the most of the circumstance, you know, not be paralyzed by, um, what we're going through and freeze, you know, I just, I'm, I have a hard time slowing down anyway. So just keeping going, you know? Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. So, um, so this episode is about your worst and best case, um, experiences in like craft vendor fairs. Um, and uh, you, you've done a lot of art festivals, right? Yeah. So we've done a ton. I mean, some of the festivals we've done have been more like market. So it's pretty artsy and craftsy. And then some of the other festivals we've done are, are a jury show where you have to pay and they kind of judge you amongst everybody else. And, uh, so it's more of like the fine art, fine jewelry um, type of festival. So we did a ton in Florida um, when we first started out our art business. And um, that was kind of one of our major ways of getting the word out there about our yeah. work. And then um, when we moved to Denver, we did a handful of those. And then didn't really have as much time. So our focus the last several years has been cranking out work in our studio and then getting it to galleries and just doing only one or two shows per year versus the, you know, half a dozen that we did in Florida oh, wow. on a consistent basis. So it just kind of switched focus. And, um, but yeah, we love festivals. I love, I really love the social aspect of it. I really miss the social aspect of it, of meeting, you know, thousands of people in one day that, you know, oftentimes people are that have never seen our work before. So there's nothing like that. There's nothing like getting out, yeah, doing a festival. It is a ton of work because we have a pretty fancy tent, and when all the kids are involved, everything goes pretty smoothly. But if it's one of those solo things where it's just me or just me and Lori or just me and one kid, it takes yeah. a, it's it's quite a bit of work to set up a tent and bring all the art in and stuff like that. Our work is kind of heavy too because it's all upcycled materials. Yeah, so right. I'm I'm getting old, so you know, whenever I think about <laughs> festivals, I'm like man, do I want to lift all that stuff? I'm not ancient or anything, but I'm not a young whippersnapper like I used to be. So. Oh, yeah. No, I hear you. I'm getting there. I'm right, be- I'm, I'm right behind you. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm sure you have a lot of stories. So uh, I'd like you to give me a bad experience. A uh, We'll do that first. We'll try to end it on a positive note. Yeah, so I'll give you the bad one first. It's a good idea. So I would say, in general, my perspective has become over the last decade that there's no such thing as a bad show. But but I but I will give you a bad one. But I mean, right. I'm trying to always find the positive out of every single experience that we have. So every single phone call, every single acceptance or rejection to a show, to a gallery, if a piece of art looks like it's going to sell and it's really promising and the owner really wants it. And then they, they go silent on me and it was going to be a nice payday kind of a thing. Like every single experience, I think over time I've learned to take a positive or find the positive spin on it. Or if I don't exactly understand why it happened, still be positive about that experience and knowing that I learned a handful of things from it. So uh, about 11 12 years ago, Lori and I did what I would call my first art festival show. And um, 
and we traveled to Atlanta. So we were in the Panhandle, Florida, traveled six, uh, six hours up to Atlanta to do this show in North Atlanta. And it's a pretty well-known show, pretty high-end show. And it was our very first festival, so we were very green. Didn't really, we had what we thought is most of the equipment um, to, to have a successful show. Um, and then we were, so we set up on a side street off of the main drag with everybody. And we had our Easy Up tent, which is those $200 tents that are really easy to put up. Yeah. And then we had we had these walls that I made with chicken wire and old fence and stuff like that. And at that time, we were, we were selling painted folk art. Um, and this actually was happened to be set up right next to someone who was a very seasoned artist had been doing this for like three decades. And this was our oh, wow. very first show. So we spent the money to travel. We spent the money to stay at a hotel. We spent the money for the art festival. So I think we were about $500 in probably after all that. Plus oh, the wow. and all that stuff. So <laughs> it was just Lori and I, our kids were really young. And I think Lori was pregnant with either our third or fourth, but I can't remember which one. Yeah. But so... So grandparents were watching the kids, and when we we set up the first day, it was a Saturday Sunday show. We set up the the, um, the first day on Saturday, and by midday there was gusts of winds about twenty thirty plus miles per hour. Holy cow! Yeah, coming through the entire <laughs> art festival. So we have our easy up tent, and we have nothing to weigh it down. And and this is like everybody's nightmare scenario as an artist of like, yeah. okay, my tent's going to fall over. It's going to run into everybody else's tent, and I'm going to owe them a million dollars for breaking all their <laughs> artwork, and then I'm going to get all my all my stuff is going to get either rained on or snowed on or whatever. And it wasn't raining. It was just a really, really gusty wind. So I literally had to stand in the middle of the tent and hold it down while my pregnant wife walked over to Walgreens and bought like two gallons of water and yeah. came back <laughs> and then would go and get two more gallons of water and came back. And then she would go buy shoestrings yeah. so we could actually tie together the shoestrings <laughs> and make like a longer rope yeah. and actually rig the entire tent. And, and, and what I'm doing is I'm just calm, cool, as collective as possible as people are coming by and coming to our, our tent, kind of holding the tent <laughs> down from the middle. So it just doesn't blow, it doesn't blow away. And we, you know, we don't injure people. And there's yeah. lawsuits and all this crazy stuff. So, um, so yeah, so my poor wife, I mean, it was either, I think it was, it was just a matter of like who could do what. So I was a little bit taller so I could hold down the tent and then she had to go run and get all that <laughs> stuff. So, um, wow. so it, it was, it was about to be a disaster and we spent a lot of money on shoestrings and water. And <laughs> I guess we would use up water and shoestrings later, but we almost, it was like our first show. We felt like such novices. Um, one of the cool things that came out of it is we did got talked quite a bit to our neighbor who had been doing art for like 30 years yeah, and doing festivals for 30 years and just picked her brain the whole time. And I feel like we came out of that show like much, much, much more prepared for the next one. So what could have been an absolute disaster, um, you know, ended up being like a really, really good learning lesson. And then we, you know, the next show we did and the one after that. And the one after that, we just stepped our game up each time that right now I feel like, okay, it would take us as a team, you know, an hour and a half to set up our stuff. Everything would be weighed down. We have a really nice professional tent now, as opposed to an easy up, which those things blow easily in the wind and blow away, yeah. you know, miles down the street in the wind. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was um, pretty close to a bad experience, but it came out of, as um, we just learned a ton from it. Yeah, my wife has one of those easy up tents and um you know, I'm not always there to help her set up. 
but you know, I'll help her load the car. And um, one of the shows she did last year required her to have, um, I don't know, the 30 or 40 pound bags that we bought. Right. Yeah. They said, they said it needed to be a certain amount of weight that you needed on each leg. So they said, I think we probably got it on Amazon. Uh, you know, there are these, they Velcro to the legs and you fill them with sand. So, you know, they're pretty hefty and they, I'm assuming they hold the tent down pretty well because she hasn't had any issues, but yeah, yeah that's, that's like, are, a, those are gold. I mean, either that or we would bring regular weights from our house or something like that. I mean, yeah, after that we were, we were very, very well prepared for all kinds of yeah, I can imagine. situations. And, you know, in Florida, when we do the spring and summer shows, it's almost like you would do a weekend show. And if you got one day of rain, it was actually really good. Yeah. If you got two days of rain, it was horrible. But you would always expect one or a half day of rain and everybody yeah. would go away. And, yeah. um, but it's interesting, man. Even on some of those rainy days, I remember us being cooped up almost all day in our tent, all four walls closed in our tent <laughs> at uh, Rosemary Beach, Florida. The girls and I were in there. They must have been like 10 and 12 or something like that. Someone came by yeah. the previous day who wanted a couple pieces for the condo, and they actually came back in the rain that next day. Oh, wow. Knocked on our tents, if you can kind of knock <laughs> on tent doors. Yeah. Came in, bought some stuff, and then uh, put it in their condo that's in the beach down there. So pretty cool. I mean, that's what I just learned over time. I mean, you can have a horrible show, yeah. and then the next year you have a great show, and then verse vice. Like, you could kill it financially in one show, and then the next year... So it's not, you know, I've always compared it to like coffee and waffles, like, you know, a coffee shop and a waffle shop or breakfast place, they always have consistent traffic coming Yeah, right. And you can almost say like, okay, and you can see data over time. It's just like, it's very consistent, very low profit margin, but very consistent um, business at a place like that. For art, you never know if someone's going to call up and say, hey, I want a $1,500 piece. Yeah, right. You know, because I saw I saw your work two years ago, three years ago at a gallery, and you know that happened recently where someone saw us in uh, Watercolor, Florida, and had been following our work for four years, and now that they're in Overland, Kansas, oh, wow. so they ordered yeah. like fifteen hundred dollars worth of work because of something they saw four years ago. So you never know when those next type of things will creep up, and that one person that saw that one thing years and years ago, it's like, hey, I've been a fan forever. It's like, oh, I've never even met you before. So, yeah, that um, seems that seems to be a reoccurring theme with the people I talk to that are um, they do they they make a craft they make uh, art or they make jewelry and they go to um, these vendor fairs that that seems to be a reoccurring theme where whether it's a business card or just some somebody's going by memory or they're following them on uh, social media they always seem to have business that comes from uh, customers that seen them years ago and they, they, they come back to them and say, Oh, Hey, you know, I've always, it was just a, a couple episodes ago, my friend Harmony, she's a jeweler. She said that, you know, somebody back when she did a lot of shows, they saw her pieces four years ago. And the story was the guy always knew he wanted to propose and he always wanted her to make the ring. Yeah. So then he, you know, looked her up, found her and, you know, had his uh, engagement ring for his, for his newly, <laughs> for his wife. Yeah. 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 Made that That's awesome. So do you have um, a really good story, a 
Yeah, I do have a good story. <laughs> All right. This one is like the best art story in, in my humble opinion. So okay. <laughs> we're doing this three-day festival in uh, Baytown Wharf, which is near Sandestin, Florida. Cool. Panhandle, Florida. And it happens every Labor Day, which is, um, so they have it on a Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And I believe they do a Friday night, too. So it's like a three-and-a-half-day show, basically. Mm-hmm. So this was, I think, our first year doing it. And we got a killer spot, which was really just a nice um, location within the show. And we did we ended up buying two spots, one spot for our tent and then one spot for our classes. And we had been toying around with the idea of doing a side-by-side type of show where we're teaching recycled art classes at the same festival that we're also selling our art. So one tent, completely full of art. One tent is like a workshop for kids to work in. So we had prepped some flowers and guitars um, out of soda cans, and we had some Scrabble tiles, and we cut up these little blocks of wood and put little eye hooks in the top of the wood. So it's kind of like a, if I can get a kid in there and make a piece of art for 10 to 15 minutes and then get out of there, you know, that was kind of our setup. And I think there yeah. was like 15 to $20 per project or something like that. Um, <clears throat> think, I think we started off at 20 or something like that. So this was our very first time doing that dual kind of arrangement. And the girls were with me. They were probably, I'd say, maybe 11 and 13. Maybe okay. a little, actually, no, that would have been, no, they would have been like eight and 10. Are they, so, um, are, they, are you girls the oldest? Yeah, the girls are the oldest. Oh, okay. They've been doing <laughs> art shows with me for about 10 years. So we, um, so they're doing the show with me. We set up the tent together. We set up, uh, the mesh siding inside of the tent. We hang up all the art and we set up all the art class. So the first night goes really well. Um, and we sell a couple pieces of art and then we sell, um, you know, several little classes we did with kids and stuff like that. So I'm like, hey, we may be on to something. You know, it, it would be yeah. great to have a side-by-side thing. And we have like, okay, if someone doesn't want to buy a piece of art for $300, they can make a project with their um, their kids. <clears throat> and uh, so we get, so we come back on Saturday. So the night goes well. We come back on Saturday. And halfway through the day, like right after lunch, the girls are like, we don't feel so well. Oh. So when you do shows in the summer, <clears throat> and even though that was uh, Labor Day weekend, it still counts as the summer in Florida because there's so much summer in Florida. <laughs> yeah, right. It gets really hot. It gets really humid. Um, so I'm always trying to keep the kids hydrated in the tent, out of the sun, under a shade tree. And they take breaks constantly, too, when especially when they were little, they read books or play on the iPad or something like that. So they were both not feeling well. And then early afternoon, one of them throws up. So I'm like, oh crap! Okay, oh, this is, I think there's something more to this than just uh, <laughs> just um, that they're they're dehydrated or something. So yeah. <laughs> I end up calling my wife, and I'm like, hey, I think you need to come get the girls because I think that they got, I, I think they have the flu or something like that. So she drives all the way down, um, like an hour, to come pick them up. I drop them back off, and um, or or. or, or I drop them off with Lori. Lori takes them home, puts them in bed, and they are just awful, like sick, horrible. Oh, jeez, yeah. And um, <laughs> so it's me running this thing solo now. So I'm watching the tent as well, doing the classes. Um, <clears throat> and then I did so after the evening because this was an evening show. So after the evening, I end up getting home, and I'm like, 
dude, I don't feel well at all. I think I have this thing that they have as well. Oh, Jesus. So <laughs> we have all our stuff set up. Yeah. Actually, I think it was Sunday where I wasn't feeling well, and then I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to end up going home and have, have to be in bed, too. So there's nobody to run the show on Monday. So I have um, nobody to run this. We do a killer job on Friday and Saturday, and even on Sunday with the, the, art, the art class thing. Yeah. We sell a couple people pieces of art, and I'm like, hey, we're going to lose out on making another four or $500 on this last day of the festival unless I get someone to come down here. So I call up a couple friends, and two of my, um, my friends' kids, teenage kids, the jammers, Benjamin, Stephen, commit to coming down. And then I'm like, well, I need, they're teenagers, so I need an adult to help me too. So Bill, one of my buddies who is a uh, science teacher, but also could do, like, he's super, super good with tools and stuff like that yeah. too. I just was able to teach them, I think even over the phone, on like, this is how you do the art class, and we're just out on this opportunity. Yeah. So I end, up, I end up being in bed the entire day Monday, and I think I communicate once on the phone oh, with wow. Bill on how things are going. So this is really the Bill and Stephen and Benjamin save the art show for Alan. So <laughs> um, Stephen and Benjamin get down there for that day, the, one, the day I'm in bed, and Bill comes down on his motorcycle, and apparently in this kind of posh country club neighborhood where we were at, we were doing the show, they don't allow guests drive their motorcycles in only people that are residents. So Bill's like, what am I supposed to do? I got to get to this art show and save the art show for Alan. <laughs> and so he has to park at the, at, the, at the gate and at the entrance, his motorcycle, and wait for the bus. The bus really never comes. So he starts walking oh, geez. to the art festival, which is, like an, which is like a mile away from where he is parking. Yeah. So he's walking, he's walking, and then he looks over to the side to the golf course upon and he sees a bike that has been ditched in the golf course pond. <laughs> like a bicycle? So he goes down to the golf course pond, gets the bike out of the golf course pond, and then proceeds to bike the rest of the three-quarters of a mile <laughs> to the art show. And this is like the most Bill Deirdre thing. You know, he's, he's just that guy that would go down to a pond, grab a bike out of it, <laughs> and buy a bike <laughs> to go save the art festival. So That's awesome. Bill ends up doing that, and then eventually he tells me that story. I'm like, oh my gosh, Bill, you, you not only saved the art festival, you saved the art festival on a upcycled bike that you found in the trash, basically, in the, in the, in the bottom of a golf course pond. So we <laughs> ended up, um, <clears throat> they ended up shutting up, you know, uh, finishing the show. I think I came that next Tuesday, because I, I, it was only like a 24-hour flu. I was well enough to come back down and kind of yeah. pack everything up. but. Yep. We ended up making like $1,500 just on art classes, and I think we made wow. maybe less than $500 on the art side of things. But if Bill and Steven and Benjamin hadn't come and rescued the art show for us while well, we had the flu, we were dead, like completely out of our minds sick. Um, wow. We wouldn't have done that well. So, <clears throat> so yeah, that's, um, that's probably one of the better festivals. Cause what it did, too, is it launched our art classes that we've been doing for the last eight years. Yeah. And, and down in Florida, after that, we had consistently done classes side-by-side side, um, selling art. And in a lot of the art festivals we did, you know, we would make just as much money on art classes than we would selling yeah. art. It was a really good way to diversify. And then back beyond that, we just started teaming up with galleries and studios and all this stuff. And that kind of launched our whole art class thing that we've been doing the last eight or nine years. So That's awesome. We have all these projects that we do with kids, and then when we do 
like when we go up to Breckenridge and do like artist residencies at their art district, you yeah. know, that'll be one of the things that we do for the community as we teach our classes for kids and upcycle our classes and stuff like that too. So um, if you go on our website, themorefamilyfolkart.com, you can click on classes and you can see um, yeah. pictures from the last eight or nine years of us teaching classes here in the mountains in Colorado and as well as in Florida and stuff like that too. So that's like where all the classes began with that one show. Saved by a huffy. Three of us got the flu. Bill <laughs> saved the art show with the jammer kids on wow. a bike that he got out of a pond. So, <laughs> wow, that's, that's awesome. <clears throat> that was real. That's a really good story. I like that. That's very uh, <laughs> heartwarming. And uh, man, you have great friends. That's for sure. Yeah, seriously. I, I think the um, we get by with a little help from our friends has been like a mantra of ours, and like a really. Yeah. I mean, that's been, I mean, we've had a ton of like cousins and friends and I've hired out so many um, of my friends, like teenagers to come help out and stuff too. And that's a really big part of our art business is really teaching kids how to work and teaching kids how to be entrepreneurs, like primarily our own kids. But there's been yeah. so many people that have tagged along, along the way. And this was a, you yeah, know, this was an example of like, we desperately needed someone as opposed to it would have been nice to have someone, you know, because yeah. we were completely out for the count. Now, if it was just a sniffling or cold or something like that, I guess I would have gotten over it and taken some day quill and yeah, myself right. up and gotten, you know, done the show, but I was just 100% out for the count. So, yeah, fun stuff, man. Festivals. Yeah, festivals can be, uh, I guess they can be challenging. So, um, thank you so much for doing this. And, um, yeah, no problem, man. You know, we did a, we did a live thing, uh, a couple, uh, what was that? A couple weeks ago, and I turned it into an episode, and uh, you know, it was uh, it was really good. But I definitely want to have you on again to do another full episode with yeah, it, uh, with just you, and uh, maybe we'll do some more live stuff too. Yeah, absolutely, that'll be fun. And when you guys, when this whole thing gets over, and um, you guys have a chance to come out to Colorado, um, we'd love to host you guys here at our house or. You know, put, you know, find a good place for you to stay, and then go play in the mountains together. As well as, like, I have so many odd people out here you need to interview for your podcast. There's a lot of cool people. So oh yeah, there's really cool art scene out here. Yeah, definitely. In Colorado, so yeah, we'll do it soon. All right, man, sounds good. Thank you so cool. much. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much, Matt. Thanks. So what did you guys think of that? We got a couple of stories out of um, Melanie and Alan. Uh, to hear more from Melanie and to hear her early episode, uh, uh, go back to episode number four. You can hear uh, about Lavish Beast. And uh, you can go not so far back and hear about uh, the Moore Family Folk Art. You can hear from Alan. He was in uh, episode number 14. It was that live feed we did on Instagram. Uh, we'll probably be doing more of that. I hope, because it was uh, it was a little bit of fun. And so those are craft show stories. Uh, I know from my experience with helping Melanie that um, she's seen a lot of people. She's made a lot of friends. I know that's a really big part of it, uh, is the community aspect to all the different artists, uh, artists and makers that uh, go to these events and sell their stuff. Um, you can check these people out on, you know, Instagram and Facebook and all that. And um, you can go to the morefamilyfolkart.com to check out their art. It's very, very cool. 
uh, you can check the Odd People podcast out on Instagram, on Facebook. Join the Facebook group. Drop me a line. Uh, send me an email, oddpeoplepod at gmail.com. So that's the end of the show. Uh, I want you to stay inspired. I want you to stay home for the time being. And I want you to stay odd. <laughs>